0: This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans, presented to you by waitingfornextyear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd
1: Dairy. Hey, what do you know? Another episode of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast right here on waitingfornextyear.com. Matt and Todd, with you talking some Cleveland Indians baseball, an actual signing took place yesterday. We'll react to that, talk about the lineups, uh, what what they could look like, uh, depending on, of course, if a lefty or righty is out there. we get close to pitchers and catchers reporting. And, of course, we're brought to you, as always, by our friends at Breaking Tee, the best T-shirts out there, and the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Todd, what's good, buddy?
0: Living the dream over here. You know how it goes. Uh, uh, I, I wish um, there was more going on. You know, no, no Browns right now. I, I do not uh, pay attention to the local basketball team. Uh, you know, the one that got fired up yesterday by LeBron James. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, my Kansas Jayhawks are not playing well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. Other than that, uh, wow! Know, just trying to get through the winter, my that's, man. Just that, trying to get the pitchers and catchers. That's
1: that, all. That's a riveting start to the show. We yeah, we we could break down college hoops. That would not. Uh, I don't think that would go over very well. But um, radio,
0: radio for three, then. <laughs> podcasting for
1: three. Yeah, man. But uh, yes, yesterday Cesar Hernandez uh, re-signed. I saw some tweet where somebody said, "Man, Antonetti and and uh, um, uh, Chernoff are." are they're they're geniuses. They signed this guy for six and a half million. He wins the Gold Glove and is our most consistent hitter. And you get him back the next year for five. What a what a wild free agent market! But a, a good signing and kind of exciting to see some money going back into the team. And that's a guy you want back for sure.
0: You know when they made the trade, uh, the Frankie Lindor trade, and got back Ahmed Rosario and uh, Andres Jimenez. You were you were. yourself, okay, these two guys are probably going to one's going to play short, one's going to play second um, and, and that's what they'll they'll go into the season with and then you'll have guys like Yu Chang and Earboy, Ernie Clement and, uh, um, and and others battling for the utility spot but Terry Pluto I think was the first one to mention it right after uh, the trade was that the Indians were still you know, wanting to bring back uh, Cesar Hernandez. I love the guy. I thought he was great last year. He was The second most consistent uh, position player on the team, behind Jose Ramirez, so bringing him back, putting him at second base, you're getting, like you said, the Gold Glove defense. He's gonna, you know, most likely lead off, um, and and you know, give you a consistent guy you can veteran presence that you can count on because I think we're going to be seeing mostly kids surrounded by uh, um, you know Jose Ramirez and and Roberto Perez uh, and Cesar Hernandez. So. I like it. I think it's a good a good signing. I mean, obviously in in the perfect world I would have liked Eddie Rosario to play the outfield, but um, you know, hey, are they better today than they were yesterday before or before they resigned him? I think they are.
1: You know, it, it's funny because everybody's down on the team. You know, I've done some radio recently in Cleveland at the Fan and you know, I did the morning show last Friday, filling in for Kenny with, with, with Lima, and we had on our list to talk some tribe, and then we got into some Cavs stuff and some, some Browns, obviously, and it's almost like, again, they're just sort of forgotten and fans are angry. We haven't heard from the Dolans. I mean, ownership hasn't spoken since the Lindor situation and and, and that trade, which I think is a bad look for the organization. And we're getting close to pitchers and catchers and spring training and everything else and we haven't heard a word from from leadership at the very very top but when you bring back
0: you know not to, I don't want to interrupt you on this I'll come back but I don't think you're ever going to hear from Paul Dolan again after the enjoy him he has not spoken about the team's payroll since that 2 years ago now when he gave the infamous uh enjoy him uh you know comment to, to Zach Misel and I think by design you have a very strong team president in Chris Antonetti who is an absolute stud at answering questions without answering anything and yet still being liked by
1: everyone. Yeah, but he's not but he's not gonna answer questions about finances and the future of the team. That 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 has to be addressed from Dol from Dolan or somebody.
0: I agree, but I think every time I think whoever is, you know, running PR and and, and, and Antonetti it also I think these guys have all told him, at this point, keep your mouth shut, don't say anything. I do.
1: Well, to to me, the fans want to know the direction of this organization, what's happening. You brought it up numerous times about the lease at Progressive Field. What's the payroll going to look like? What's the plan? And, yeah, you're right, maybe Antonetti or, or, or Chernoff or Tito, when they get to Arizona, address all those things. But I think it would be nice to hear from the guy at the very top at least one time, at least one time, and they could coach him up by then.
0: I do too, but you know what? There's only so much coaching up these guys. He's in, in the end, he's still the owner of the team, and he can still say whatever he wants. But I think that he learned his lesson. He can't win when he opens his mouth, and I don't think he should. I think he should leave it to the professionals. Like you know, Chris Antonetti can handle anything that comes his way. That's why he's in that position, you know. And and Tito too. I mean, you have you have two guys who are great with the media, who are well respected and know how to say something without saying something. Dolan Paul Dolan cannot do that. He's incapable. He's shown that. So I think that he should just continue to keep his listen, I don't want him to keep his mouth shut. But if I were you know team president or head of PR or whatever, I would say listen, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. You have every right to, but for the good of your product, you should just continue to stay silent.
1: Or he would do one media session with whoever he wanted and keep it to, you know, whether it was Pluto or Hoynes or Zach or whomever, you know, that then he would pick and choose. I know he talked to Pluto one time, kind of one-on-one. I think it was Tom Withers got him from the AP to talk about the name change, but that was all he talked about. Zach has talked to him. Uh, of course, Zack Meisel, the great Zack Meisel, a part of the uh, Selby is Godcast. Um Rick Krivda, by the way, was their uh, um, random Indian of the week, but you know, sorry. I, I, hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a I'm a, a P one of that show, but uh, as they say, a but um, you know, look, the team itself. You look at it, and I know everybody. Whether you know, you go to the magazine rack. Do they still have the magazine rack at Campus Drug?
0: Campus Drug is now. Uh not campus drug <laughs> I, 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 it is the cv i know there's a cvs there but I, uh, right next to it
1: remember the old yeah. days when you would go to get the baseball preview mags whether it was athlons or sporting news or sports I or, love that yeah man you know the, lindy's
0: what about miller drug hey there you go we used to steal baseball cards when mark fisher was working at the front desk
1: i think steve charlotte worked there as well that was a uh, f- free candy for everybody <laughs> But uh, no <laughs> Mark Fisher. Oh my god. But uh that's... Mark
0: Fisher worked there.
1: Race road
0: zone Mark Fisher. All right, sorry. Go ahead.
1: That I mean now we're getting now this is so inside that's good stuff. What about Les Bob? But um let's talk about uh the life. He's
0: a... oh, okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you might have to edit that out.
1: But yeah. no, it's fine. But you would get the. You would get. I'm at it.
0: Let's just say that Les Bob uh, uh, may have stormed the Capitol a couple weeks ago. Okay, proceed.
1: What? Proceed. All right. Anyway, so this is unbelievable stuff. Uh, but anyway. So you'd go to like the drugstore and you get the athlons and they'd always do the predictions of who was going to finish what you know spots. You'd see like one Indians, two Royals, three White Sox, whatever. When, back when we were kids, that we were in the AL East, the, we'd always go five or six. You know, we, no, nobody ever picked us to win except in '86, but uh, with the cover of Sports Illustrated. But I think everybody. My point is everybody's going to pick the Indians to finish third, behind the Twins and White Sox, in whatever order people picked them, but yet. You look at Cesar Hernandez and and, and you look at the lineup, and to me, I'm still rooting for Andres Jimenez to be at short and Ahmed Rosario to maybe be in left and maybe Josh Naylor at first. I mean, to me, Rosario can play the outfield. I want to see Jimenez at short. I know you know, uh, Jeff from Lockdown Indians has written about it on Twitter and they're going to start Jimenez in AAA. They're going to, you know. Do the do the old routine? Tito loves the veterans. Right,
0: manipulate his service time by if, if you keep him down for. I think it's like, you know, till May fifteenth, you get an extra year of service time. It's what they did to Frankie Lindor in in twenty fifteen, I believe.
1: Well, I to is me
0: fifteen or fourteen. I think it was twenty fifteen.
1: To me, the best shortstop you have, especially on defense, is Jimenez by far. Rosario is not not a great defender, and so. You stick him in the outfield. Uh, I, I think it, it it might lengthen the lineup a little bit. You know, I, I think
0: absolutely. And I think that what they're going to do is eventually go to that plan. But we know this franchise too well. And when was the last time when they knew that they could manipulate someone? For especially when you know that the system's going to change most likely in a year or two. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like they're going to do it, and the writing's on the wall. But what we need to watch is spring training because if if Ahmed Rosario plays no outfield in the spring, then you know what's going to happen. But if you know this spring he's he's playing left field one day in a spring training game, and then the next day he's at short, and the next day he's in center, and then the next day he's in left, that is a very telling sign. So I hope that that's the case, and I I you know. You know they're going to be doing the same thing with Nolan Jones. He's going to be working out in the outfield because that's going to be his quickest way to the majors as well.
1: You just wonder, like, like Ags, our, our buddy Brian Silver. He was texting me last night because I was on. I let him know I was on the score in Chicago last night talking some lions with Zach Zaidman, and I said, "Hey, tune in." And then he was asking me about lineups, and it's like, you know, now that Cesar Hernandez is back and John Heyman's reporting, the Indians are, are still hot in the free agent market. I don't know what that means. That's a rarity that you see that on Twitter and you get kind of excited and wow well, the Indians are hot in the free agent market, which I'm guessing Todd is a reliever. That would be my guess.
0: Yeah. I would I would say the same thing. I can't see them unless you know, unless there's an outfielder. I mean, I know you and I have talked about Eddie Rosario many times and, and it would be awesome to have him. I just don't think his price is going to drop. But you know what? I have you have seen is that most of these free agent deals are like one year. And as I've said many, you know, yesterday, for example, Marcus Semien got
1: one year and 18 million, which is obviously the Indians aren't paying anybody 18 that, million. That's, that's outrageous for I, him. I,
0: I couldn't believe he was getting $18 million either. But, you know, I've said this many times, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal unless it's Brett Myers. So, you know, what I mean... But, but if Eddie Rosario could get one year and $10 million somewhere, it's not going to be in Cleveland. I mean, if his price came down significantly, maybe you'd have a shot, but then that opens it up to everybody. I mean, I don't uh, – so, so I, I just don't see that possible. But you never know. I mean, I, I do think that they do, would like to get a veteran reliever in here uh, on, on a cheaper deal. Um, just because you have so many guys that are going to be in the mix that are going to be young and unproven, and they probably like to get another veteran guy, and they're so good at unearthing, you know, we, uh, you know, seemingly every year it's one guy you've never heard of, and then you know he becomes Nick Whitgren, who's now on his third year of the Indians, or when they signed uh, Dan Otero and he ended up being on the team for five years, or you know they got that one great year. Uh, out of uh, uh, Scott Atchison or one great year out of Matt Albers, they always are good at that. So I think that's what they're probably trying to do. If they, you know, according to Heyman, if they're really trying to get, you know, a really, you know, one more uh, money player,
1: the Atch. That was a good. Those are good times.
0: Old man, Atch. They used to. I remember everyone was like, "Oh, he's so old." Da And then he was like a year younger than me.
1: <laughs> he didn't do. He didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. Then he was on the coaching. Then he was right on the here. coaching staff. Is he still on the coaching staff or no?
0: No, no, he was bullpen coach, Yeah,
1: got rid of him. That's right. But I would view it right now as like what Cesar Hernandez leading off, Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario hitting second, Ramirez, Franmil Reyes, Naylor, Mercado, Bobby Bradley, Roberto Perez, Daniel Johnson. If that if the season started today,
0: Bobby, you're going to play Bobby Bradley over Bowers. Is that essentially what you're saying?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I forgot about Jake Bauer. I mean, I guess, it, I guess
0: out of options, so he will be on this team unless they DFA him, which I don't think will happen.
1: I so. mean, Bradley
0: is has nothing left to prove either. I think it's one of those two is going to, but I think I like your idea better with Rosario and left and Naylor at first. Um, that 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 sounds like a better plan to me. I listen. You and I have wanted Bobby Bradley, and you, you're Mister Jake Bowers, According to uh, you know executive producer Jeremy, every time we uh, text about Jake Bowers, it's your boy Jake yeah,
1: Bowers. Well, I was wrong. Uh, two years ago, I was wrong about him. I will, I'll admit it. When they when we when we traded for him from Tampa, I'm like, I like this guy. Great swing. Uh, just needs a chance. And
0: when ta- the, you know, it should have been a red flag when Tampa was willing to give up a 23 uh, year old position player that he that he wasn't that great you know they 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 never do that they they ride those guys until they get their peak value and then they trade but but anyways um we want bobby bradley to be good and when he came up you know two two years ago two seasons ago should i say he tore triple a up and he was crushing homers and we were all super excited when he came up and then he had basically that one gigantic bomb that he hit at home and other than that it was like he's pedro serrano can't hit the curveball I, so, so it, I know he's only 24, and you know he's a essentially at this point a perpetual prospect. He has to prove to me that he's more than just a you know for a power hitter, Louis Medina. For those uh, in our age, our age group,
1: it's just you know I, I, you root for him, you want him to do well. They have a lot of options. You know, I mentioned I mentioned Daniel Johnson. Everybody's been talking about. Are right, he's finally going to get his chance? Um I hope you you hope you know I mean he played very sparingly last year they gave him a shot it didn't work out. It was only a couple of weeks. it was pandemic ball playing in front of no fans and then boom he was back down to the to the minor league camp and you never saw him again
0: yeah that and that it worries me how quickly they buried him when they were so desperate for outfield help and then it it's the same thing with Jake Bowers and we talked about this last year. they must have been so down on Bowers to have just never given him a shot at all last year when everybody was saying, God, what are they going to do with this outfield? And, you know, what kind of options do you have? So I, you know, they're both huge question marks and, and why I think what you said about potentially putting Naylor at first might be a better plan. Now I saw this tweet yesterday, so I wanted to bring it up about Bobby Bradley and, uh, you know, Bernie Pleskoff is. He's an old uh, MLB scout. So he's on Twitter and he's.
1: Bernie uh, Pleskoff? Sounds like a Seinfeld character.
0: <laughs> I, I promise. He's a, he's a former pro scout for the Astros and Mariners. So, and he, he's a contributor at Forbes and a columnist at RotoWire. Okay. So I see him retweeted in my timeline a lot. Okay. So yes, yesterday, this is what it said. He, he was responding to a tweet that says, I've heard reports that Bradley that Bradley's working really hard they, they should, this offseason. They should give him a good chance at first base. And Bernie's response was, I have scouted Bradley since he signed. He has to improve his plate discipline, shorten his swing, recognize pitches quicker, and learn how to hit breaking balls. Lots of work needed, but he does have a have fastball power. So he has to improve his plate discipline, shorten his swing, and recognize pitches quicker? And learn how to hit breaking balls. Does that sound like
1: somebody you're going to put at first base every day? No, not on a team that that wants to compete, and maybe make the playoffs. And I and I want to get into the whole playoffs thing and, and expanded playoffs and DH. Uh, let's do that. We got to talk about uh, uh, Doctor Ben Hornstein. Let's let's do both reads at the same time. Number one, breakingt.com. If you go to breakingt.com/slash/dairy and you want to get your Browns shirts, your Cavs shirts, and of course your Tribe shirts, yes. The Lindor shirt is not uh it's not on the clearance rack yet. But there are a couple of uh bring back the Cleveland Spiders shirts that are on there. Have you seen the Spiders shirts with the logo on there? I have. The Cleveland baseball team? Baseball.
0: Yes. I was going to say Cleveland baseball team. That's that's the one.
1: Those are pretty cool. Just go to slash dairy. that's d e r y. Get whatever you need. There's brown stuff on there too. Use the promo code tribecast10. For a ten percent off, those are our friends at BreakingT.com. They do a great job. Their shirts for for everybody. There's, a, you know, a sh- they make shirts so fast. Like when the Detroit Lions hired a Dan Campbell and he said he was going to bite off kneecaps, they had the bite bite kneecap T-shirt right away. When Chad Henney unfortunately did what he did against the Browns, the Henney thing is possible shirt was up in like five minutes. BreakingT.com. What's that? So that's gonna be
0: a hot seller here in Cleveland. Well,
1: I'm, not, I'm just using it as an example. I
0: know I'm, I'm making a
1: joke. You know, I mean, they, you, know, they, they,
0: you know, who's a big fan of Breaking T T-shirts? By the way, tell me, Doctor Ben Hornstein and the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Doctor Ben loves a good good tribe shirt.
1: You know, did I go you over? Know? Did I did I go over over the top the last time when I said you have uh, mental problems if you don't go to Doctor Ben? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You're emotionally, I you're, emotion, you're emotionally disturbed? Isn't he a Bengals fan?
0: What, I, no, he's a Browns fan. He grew up, he's
1: a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. Oh, that's right. And and he loved the big red machine. And you know what else
0: he loves? Taking care of people's teeth. And he does such a great job with it. It's, it's truly unbelievable. So if, if you're looking for a dentist on the east side of Cleveland, heck, if you're on the west side and you don't care about making the short trip to the B side of town come check them out right off of the Sherman boulevard exit uh in orange place center for advanced dentistry they'll take care of everything you need cfad.net or at cfad beachwood on twitter big big cleveland sports fan and uh just an all-around great human being so check them out if you can Break, uh, we got Breaking tea t-shirts and we got the Center for Advanced Dentistry. So let's do it, man. T-shirts
1: and teeth. What else do you need? T-shirts and teeth. Yes.
0: Well, you know what I want? Breaking Teeth to make a T-shirts and teeth t-shirt for us. I'll sell that.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> <can ride> that. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. Yeah. We got to do it. All right. So we're talking all about, you know, like DH7. Obviously, in the American leagues nothing's going to change. But Todd, it's amazing that on January 27th, as we're recording the show, that we don't we don't even know the rules for next year. We don't even know the playoff format. Uh, you know, the the whole thing is so ridiculous. And I do feel for some of these NL teams that are trying to build their roster, and they don't know, even know how to do it because the players' association in the league can't even agree on anything. I mean, you know, I'm reading something today um, about spring training and the, and, and when teams are, sp- are supposed to report. I think it was AJ Hinch was talking about. We don't even know when we're going yet and how the camps are going to look. I mean, this is ridiculous. What a poorly run sport.
0: You know, I I get so frustrated when I read these things like Nelson Cruz still waiting to figure out what he's going to do with this free agency because NL teams have expressed interest, but they're waiting to find out if there's going to be universal DH or not so they can give him money. What in the fuck are they, is Rob Manfred and the union, doing? So I saw this week that the proposal that the players or that the union or the the uh, MLB put to the players association was they wanted this you know ridiculous expanded playoffs tied in with the universal DH, and the union like yeah no these are two separate issues we're, we're we're not doing this, and then they came back and tried it again. And the union said no these are two separate issues we're not going to tie these together there's one year left on the collective bargaining agreement you will 100% have a strike next year or a lockout whatever you know whatever it is it'll be a it'll be a strike right what, what would it be considered if they have no deal
1: um, yeah it would be I mean it would be a work stoppage I mean I guess it would be a I guess it would be a strike let's
0: just yeah let's just go with work stoppage so we don't so because both sides can be blamed but there is no way that there won't be a work stoppage next year because the gap is just too great between you know the the inequity between let, let's let's let, let's talk a little Yankees Like talk about New York Yankees okay so <laughs> I see, yeah the the Yankees I, I you know I read these articles from Joel Sherman who I think does a great job uh, in uh, from the New York Post national baseball writer and Joel Sherman wrote a piece talking about how. Oh, well, the, you know the Yankees. They, they got rid of Adam Ottavino because they, you know, they they're they're dangerously close to the two hundred and ten million dollar payroll tax threshold. And he's like, and it's not really even a payroll tax threshold. It's really a salary cap. Uh, no, it's not, Joel. One team has a two hundred and ten million dollar payroll, and then the Indians and the Pirates are like at thirty million dollars. What what kind of sport has this? Playing field right. that one team is the, the the difference between what the Dodgers and the Yankees can do compared to what the Indians and the Pirates can do is it is, is the, the is staggering and we've talked about this for years and but but we've finally come to a head and this collective bargaining agreement's going to end and it's there's so many issues on the table with service time manipulation for the for, for the union and these players who want to get paid more money younger rather than waiting until they basically are done with their peak to get their big money and and, and, and so it's there's just so much out there but going back to the original point, The designated hitter not being figured out is the dumbest shit ever. Every level of baseball, the pitchers don't hit, except for National League Baseball. Except for
1: one league. Yeah, I know.
0: It it just makes no sense. How hard is it to say, you know what, for one more year, we're going to go with the Universal DH and call it a day. It, it, it
1: adds it's it adds amazing, right? And it's and amazing it's amazing that they did not agree to this last. When they finally got to the deal last year, just to play the season in the middle of a pandemic, how you didn't have a contingency plan for 2021, so you didn't have to go back to the drawing board and back to the bargaining table, is also stupid. Because now they're talking again, and then they're you know leaking the proposals, or they're announcing this and announcing well. You know, the owners went to the players and said, we'll give you the DH, um, and then we'll also throw in extra playoff, I mean, you know, expanded playoffs. I think if the owners went to the players right now and said, we're going to give you all the money in the world, and we're going to let you run the country, and you can live in the White House, and we're also going to bring every... Uh, uh, hot, hot, hot girl, your way, and we're gonna have uh, 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 steaks and mashed potatoes every night for dinner. I, you could offer them everything. They're gonna say no. They hate the other side, and that isn't. You'd figure that maybe there'd be something fixed, or at least amicable for these two years, twenty and twenty-one, to get to twenty-two, and that's not the case. I mean, it's you're right, Todd. It's embarrassing, but the problem is, is that the players are saying, look owners you're bitching about all this stuff and money and revenue but your lowest revenue or one of your lower revenue teams made the world series so open up the books and show us that it's hurting you so much because the raise despite not spending a lot of money still got very far and that's a bad look <laughs> you know
0: absolutely well, that's the biggest problem they can say well look at damn the tampa they did things right but yeah Then guess what they did? Right after that, they traded Blake Snell. They let Charlie Morton walk. You know, I mean, it's you know, they're they're basically a worse team today than they were instead of capitalizing on what they had. It's the same thing with the Indians. They refused to build around Francisco Lindor over these last few years. Right or wrong, they never. After 2016, they've been dropping payroll every single year, and instead of building around Ramirez and Bieber and 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 uh, Frankie they are tearing it down and that's a major problem when you have a superstar player and you can't build around them
1: it is but the players are saying the the owners are saying they're holding out their hands going we can't compete we need help we're broke and the players are going broke the rays are good without spending the a's are good without spending the indians arguably are usually pretty good without a lot of spending so you're not, you're not broke. You got all this money from, t- from Turner Sports last year. So it's a, it's a bad situation. It, it is amazing that on January 27th, they have not put a plan in place for the, for the start of spring training. We don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands, what the rules are, the DH, the playoff expansion, which changed in the middle of the season last year, which was ludicrous. And all of a sudden, it's, oh one versus 8, 2 versus 7, 3 versus 6, and 4 versus 5. Yep, I guess we're going with it. <laughs> they did that in the middle of the year of the season. They might end up doing that again this year. That's 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 preposterous in the grand scheme of things.
0: Absolutely it is. I just but but how do they make this that's the major problem. How do they level the playing field? I don't think it's possible. Because if you're the Yankees why do you want the system to change like you're the one making shit ton of money why should they have to give up what they have built and listen i hate the i hate the yankees and i hate the, the way it works but if i were a yankee fan i'd be like you know what fuck everyone else this is we make the most money we have the best tv deal why shouldn't we be able to it works the nfl but the nfl figured it out how many ever years ago and there's no turning back major league baseball players union is is has always been the strongest union and they've never Ever would take a salary cap i don't know why but they never would baseball is going to take a major step back they already have but they're going to become hockey after this next work stoppage
1: if they don't figure something out quickly if they're not they're not careful major major danger of becoming essentially hockey
0: the nba is way hotter with with than they are young kids listen I don't know any young kids who are baseball ahead of NBA these days. It just doesn't happen. NBA is everywhere. And NFL is is in another world at this point. They're just number one, and it's not even close. But baseball is about to become hockey. They don't get their shit together.
1: Nope. And, uh, you know, i got to give credit to my buddy Rob Parker, of course, of Fox. And he he's a huge baseball guy. He's an African-American male that you would look at and go, he loves baseball. Rob, It's Rob's number one. He has said it. The way you get MLB back up and running and really popular again is, is gambling. Is 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 and, and you know, whether it's you're at the uh games and you can go right to a, a window and bet on the amount of home runs that Mike Trout will hit in the game is it over under of one and a half. Do you bet the over or do you bet the under? Betting on, you know, uh, uh number of pitches thrown by a pitcher or it bats. That might be the way baseball's totally against it. Heck, Pete Rose is still not in the baseball hall of fame, but um, that might be the way to go to get it more popular again is somehow integrate some gambling into the whole thing. But th- right now, they can't even figure out the rules for this season. That's my point. I mean, that, that those are the basics. This season's supposed to start two months from now, and they don't even know if what the rules are going to be for each league. I mean, that is just embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it is. It is it's pathetic. It's embarrassing. And the leadership of Rob Manfred is, uh, l- l- let's just say it reminds me of a certain ex-president
1: <laughs> you had to get you had to get that in. Hey, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I think we'll be inter- I'll be interested in seeing and we gotta wrap this up. I'll be interested in seeing what what the next move for the Indians is. Um and you know, I I just I still think they can compete when you look at this rotation and you look at having the best when you have one of the best players in the game and Jose Ramirez and you have one of the best pitchers, arguably the best in the game and Shane Bieber Why can't you compete? Why can't you? I'm not predicting the Indians are going to win the World Series, but why can't you sneak into the playoffs? Why can't you make some noise? You've got a great manager, um, and pitching is still what wins, you know? And I think that, you know, I'm not burying this team yet. I have some optimism. I want to see another move or two. And, and, And one of these younger guys, like you said, maybe it's Nolan Jones is a big spring and he plays. Maybe it's Naylor. Maybe it's you know the the return of Mercado that we saw two years ago that gets this thing up and rolling again, and they don't have that big of a drop off with Lindor, who by the way, maybe you know, Todd, I know you, you you were scouring the internet and saw this. But Francisco Lindor had an interesting sort of year off the field last year that maybe contributed to his to his struggles a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know, listen, I don't. It, it, it's his private life, and I don't. I've never seen it anywhere. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at his social media and all of a sudden I see him holding a baby. And I was like, Oh, I I didn't know anything about this. So then I see another picture of him and this girl. And so, you know, on Instagram, it's very easy to just, you go and tap the thing and I tap at his girlfriend. I I, I believe it's his girlfriend or his fiance. I know it's his fiance because I, I'm doing investigating, and I'm looking at her page, which is open, and it looks like he got engaged in early January, late December, and the, and they had a baby, and, you know, maybe this was the reason that he was so distracted during the season because his girlfriend was pregnant, and none of us knew it, and obviously when you have that going on, there's obviously bigger things in life than than, than sports, and maybe it, you know, threw him off his game a little bit. I don't know, but I just... I also found it interesting, and I actually respect the fact that the media stayed completely away from this, and it was never talked about one bit at all, but congrats to Frankie on his engagement, and on the birth of his child, and on eventually becoming a, you know, superhuman millionaire, even more than he is now, because he's going to get that
1: big money from the Mets at some point. Well, anybody that knows, I mean, when you, when you go through some personal stuff, and you're right, it's like, whoa, I'm... I'm I'm having, you know, my, my, me and my girlfriend or me and my fiance are having a kid. And there's a lot that that does that can get can be distracting and it can be something that is a weight on your shoulders as you take it to the ballpark. Um, I think he's going to have a, a monster year this year. I do. I think he's so surrounded by you. You wonder about the New York market, Todd, and how much if he starts popping up in the clutch again, what will happen? But I think he'll I think he'll bounce back. I do.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure once he also, you know, some guys when they're trying for that big contract, it weighs on them but once they get, it's the opposite. And once they get it you know, they're great. Then there's the guys who, like Andre Drummond who you, you know, you've said to me many times, this is, this year everyone's like, oh, Andre Drummond's playing so well. And you're like, well, this is contract year Andre. That's right. Once he gets that, once he gets that money, he's not going to try nearly as hard. So um uh, <clears throat> You just never know, but hopefully, listen. I'm all for Frankie being great. I hope he's great in New York. I hope it all works out for him, and I'll love him forever. It's you know, listen, Was I disappointed on his last two seasons here in Cleveland? Absolutely, I was, but doesn't mean I, I don't, I won't look back at him fondly. I, I think, I, I, I think that uh, you know, people like you know, people like Jason Kipnis, for example. Let's use him as an example. I think we will look back and even even three years from now, I I was going to say 10, but even three years from now, you will look back on Jason Kipnis and Josh Tomlin and, and, you know, and guys like that who were part of the core group. And you will look at them in such a fonder way than when you're in that moment. And Kip really struggled his last two years and, you know, lost range at second base. And we were all like, oh, you know, he's he's just he's, he's just not good anymore. or Tomlin, when he was getting lit up whatever, you know. We'll look at those guys in such a different light, and they'll be legends for life in this town. Oh yeah,
1: and, and God,
0: they should be. Yeah, and I think I think you know you and I have been very harsh, and and I think rightfully so on Frankie. Um, But I think we you know the further we get from the Frankie era, the more we will
1: appreciate his greatness and, well, and But but you, the city. you and I are also in the minority. We watch every single game, every single pitch. Not not everybody else does. So we remember the second and third pop up to the second baseman where he could have delivered a sack fly and then we wouldn't have lost seven to six. We would have won seven to six, you know, like the, and that's a game in maybe August or July when not everybody's paying. I don't know. I, I think we look at it differently, you know, and he, he was a superstar. He, he probably still is. I don't think he's a top five player in the game. Like some people are hyping him to be. I do worry about the New York market and playing in the spotlight there, but um, yeah, I mean, the dude is still a great player, still a very good, to great player. And, you're right about those other guys. What about the core four with uh, uh, Bubba Ventrone? That's a that's a good that's a good bit.
0: J- Jason Trusnick, Bubba <laughs> Ventron, uh Blake Costanzo, and Nick Sorensen. The core four. <laughs> oh <laughs> that was, man, that was a good bit, man. Jeannie, loved those guys. Oh my god, special teams for life, man. I'll say this, and and we'll we'll wrap it up here. Last <laughs> last thing. Eric Mangini; those teams were really bad, right? But we never had penalties. They were always they always played clean games, and they were very organized. You know, Mangini wasn't a great coach, but he was very well prepared, and the teams never looked like you know the Hugh Jackson Browns, for example. The Man Genius, come on! I love special teams.
1: A uh, next week's show will break down Nick Sandlin here on the podcast.
0: Uh, let's talk about some young arms next time around, huh? I saw. Did you see that uh, top eleven? Who wrote that? It may have been Hoynes. It was like top eleven relievers for twenty uh, for twenty twenty one. Did you see that yesterday? No,
1: I didn't see that. They he he had
0: listed a guy I'd never heard of.
1: As like, a part of the Indians, pro- really?
0: He had, yeah yeah he had a last name that was long and hold on give me three seconds here all right I got. It. Have you ever heard of this guy?
1: No, probably not.
0: Nick Mikola Mikolajek.
1: No idea. No, I've not heard of that. i not heard of him.
0: So the Indians selected whatever his last name is in the 11th round of 2019 out of Sam Houston State. He's an out of nowhere guy who struck out 36 and walked three in 25 innings to the Arizona Rookie League Club and Class A, Bahoning Valley. Never heard of him. He listed him as is one of the top ten. Indians uh, bullpen options.
1: The kid that we got from the Yankees in the Rule Five, he'll be in the bullpen.
0: Is, is that yeah, Trevor? Uh, is it Stephen? Yeah, Stefan. How do you pronounce
1: Stefan? I believe Stefan. I think like
0: Stefan Friedman.
1: <laughs> you're really you're really hitting on all the inside bits today. <laughs>
0: I know. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: Oh man!
0: All right. uh, we, we can wrap it up now. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done vamping. You said Nick Sandlin, and I was trying to come up with Kyle Nelson, who who uh, I think we, we will see this year. But uh,
1: when will Jim Beheim finally retire? Two one six five seventy. Was
0: that the topics from ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, topics from ten hours ago. <laughs> oh man, when's the next KU game?
0: Thursday night against TCU at home.
1: Is that on television or is that on that stupid subscription Uh, thing? again?
0: I don't. You know what? I don't know because it was a moved game. I think it's on ESPN Plus. I think it'll be a little streamer.
1: Well, you can check out the Blue Jackets soon on Bally Sports Ohio. Hey, now. All right. uh, Good stuff, my brother. Thank you.
0: Uh, All right. I'm going to go walk uh, the dog.
1: There he is. Todd Derry. Matt Derry. It is. The Dairy Brothers Tribecast right here at WaitingForNextYear.com. A little uh, Cesar Hernandez edition. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our friends at uh, BreakingTea.com slash dairy and also the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein. Go Tribe. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.